We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Elite Eight Saturday, everybody. We are here at Circa Resort Stadium Swim in Las Vegas to set the table for you. We began with 68. We're down to eight for the national championship in college basketball. Welcome to our Elite Eight pregame show. We're presented by Bet Rivers. We are presented by Underdog Fantasy. Get 100% deposit match up to $100 with code FIELD, F-I-E-L-D. I'm John Fanta. He's Rob Doster. He's Jeff Goodman, and ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Terrence Oglesby. We're rolling about 85% right now, boys. We're rolling about 85%. It's your flu game. Happy to, this is my flu it's game. It's your flu game. This is my flu game. I can't believe you bailed yet. I mean, you Bail. You are ACC soft. ACC That's soft. You are ACC okay. soft. All right. I, I, yeah, for, what, for what it's worth, you Mr. Need a Goodman. Massage? For you what need it, anything? For what it's worth, Mr. What Goodman, I'm not allowed to swim in this pool. <laughs> no, you're not. That says, um... <laughs> Do not swim if you are ill with diarrhea or have had diarrhea within the, the past well, two weeks. And in the opening minute of the show, you had to say <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> diarrhea. You know, you did bring up the ACC, so before we get to the game, since you're our ACC guy, just this morning, breaking news, Commissioner Jim Phillips saying he's going to pull everybody together because they have to develop a new plan in the <laughs> ACC. Your reaction? <laughs> I mean... Just be better. Like, have relevant teams. Like, don't suck. Don't look like a mid-major league. Am I wrong? I think you need to realize that basketball's your bell cow. That's the big thing. We've gotten away from it. We're chasing football money. Right. I, that's the big thing. We tried so hard to become a mediocre football conference that it became a mediocre basketball conference. That's what happened. So let's set the table here on Elite Eight Saturday. Uh, coming up in game one tonight at... 6.09 Eastern time for Madison Square Garden. It's going to be Kansas State and Florida Atlantic. That game is followed by the game we're heading to. Folks, Vegas is buzzing. It's always buzzing. A little bit extra because Gonzaga's going to meet Connecticut for a Final Four ticket. That is the headliner. Then tomorrow, here you have San Diego State and Creighton. We'll get to that one. And then Miami and Texas. The thing that comes to mind, Rob, is college basketball. No one seeds left in this Elite Eight. Different areas of the country represented, different conferences, the mid-majors wrapped. What other sport could possibly deliver this eight None. None. teams? None. It's the beauty of the college basketball. It's the beauty of the NCAA tournament. And it's what makes this event so special. And a lot of people are going to push back on that, right? We want to see the Blue Bloods. We want to see the biggest brands. Look, if you can't get behind the idea that riding the wave of FAU is awesome, that seeing Marquise Noel go supernova in the NCAA tournament, if you can't get behind that being awesome, if you can't embrace the idea of San Diego State, a team from a Mountain West conference that everybody craps on nonstop, having them make a run, if you can't get behind Creighton moving to the Big East, having a chance to go to a Final Four, one of those four teams is going to be playing for a national title. Think about that. Think about that. It's awesome. How, do you, how can you not love this? No, no. I mean, listen, it's great for us again. It's great for the diehards that cover the sport. But let's face it, the, the casuals that want to see or root against Duke or Kentucky or Kansas, some of those programs, they're not going to have the same level of interest. And, and that's fine. What we have here today, at least in Vegas, is two heavyweightish programs, right? UConn hasn't been great in a while, period. Gonzaga has been terrific. Those are kind of the two big programs that we still have left. So we're going to get one of them 
at least in the Final Four. Wasn't it seven out of the eight teams have never that are left have never won a national championship? And while you do say, well, yeah, we'd love to That's have right. Duke, we'd love to have North Carolina, or who throw in whatever blue blood, Kentucky, I, I think it, it shows a lot to the sport and the diversity of the sport as far as across the country. You alluded to different conferences. I think it's a good thing for people like us as far as the casuals are concerned. I think there's a lot of validity to what Jeff's saying. You you want those people in there to either root for or against the teams. You want one of them. I think you want one of them. Right. Yeah. Right? And you don't really have any that people – Gonzaga would actually be the one that I think would intrigue enough people because, again – we, we know what the kind of mantra is with people, right? Like, can't win the big one. Can't. People would be paying attention if Gonzaga gets to the Bonnet Four championship game a lot more than the UConn Huskies. There's two things that come to my mind that, that I've seen in the last 12 hours. Number one, David Warlock does a great job with everything. He's going to have everybody out to the Final Four in Houston as the, the head of communications with the NCAA and men's basketball. He said, there is no easy route to the Elite Eight. You just don't make the Elite Eight easily. Just because the collection of teams is what it is, nobody had some overly easy path to get here. It, you have to earn it. The teams that are here that are standing have earned it. Ask Marquis Noel. Look at what Drew Timmy and Gonzaga did the other night. And then the other thing is this. This is what's up for debate, so I'm going to tee you up on this. I'm actually going to start with you. How much of this, because people are like, well, this is the super senior still. This is COVID after effects. Or is this just the new normal in college basketball with the current climate? Well, I think one thing we could take away is if you don't have far and away the best players, some of those coaches don't coach as well. And what's happened is, is I think it is those super seniors. I, I feel like I've said the same thing. You know, all year, right? And I hate to kind of beat a dead horse, but it is what it is simply because the talent is more dispersed. There's an extra year of players in this field, and what happens is these guys that can really coach that weren't getting those levels of players, they're getting those those at least closer. It's closing the gap a little bit. I, I, I like the idea of, of this and the fact that the gap has closed, but I don't love the super seniors. I don't love the COVID deal. Like, I don't think kid, because because everybody played 20, 25, even like more than that, some some teams. They got almost full years. But I guess because it translated into this, all right, you know what, I'm okay but with But is yeah, this yeah. But a byproduct of it, or is this or three or four or five years from now, we're going to continue to see this because you can turn a roster quickly in the transfer climate? The, so here's, here's my take on it, is that I, I do think that, a lot of the reason that we're seeing some of the blue bloods fall away and some of the bigger brands fall away is what did they spend their money on? What did they spend their their their, uh, their salary cap on, for lack of a better word? Big guys, Oscar Sheway, Armando Baycott, Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. Zach well, they already Eli. had their guys. Yeah, right? they, they had their guys, had them and but they brought them back, and those were them. those are what they built their programs around. And what do we know about March? What do we know about the NCAA tournament? What do you say? Hit the button, T.O. Hit point the buzzer, T.O. Point, point guard, guard play. play baby. That's what matters. Yeah. Somebody also said, our colleague Kevin Sweeney said, well, it's also just the overall amount of talent across the country well, that's that, from that there's more year. guard play in general, right, that yeah. can negate it. Well, it absolutely is. But if you, one thing we have learned, big wings win and point guards win. Big wings. I think if you look across college basketball and the different teams that are still in it, that those things help. I think whenever – who are the most highly touted kids coming out of high school, coming out of the transfer? You look at bigs. And we're thinking about it backwards. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. Well, a lot of again, a lot of the top guards go quickly, right? Jalen Hutchinson, he's one and done. There aren't a lot of dudes like him. The bigs are obviously they can't go to the NBA. They can't go. The NBA doesn't want these guys, right? So they're gonna stick around. And honestly, somebody's gonna take, you know, whether it's Hunter Dickinson going the portal, whoever it is, somebody's gonna want those dudes, even. Even understanding that, hey, you know what? It might not win in the NCAA tournament. I think a lot of these coaches are like, I'll still give it a shot. Who's the best team left in this tournament? Right now, I don't see how you argue against UConn. The way they've been playing, the way they're popping the ball around defensively, they've been really, really good, and they're just so overwhelming. And guys are playing with so much pace right now. You want to peak at the right time and have the talent. UConn's got both of those. I mean, it, I don't know how you don't say UConn, right? They are. Is this their hardest remaining game today? Is today their hardest remaining I, game? Honestly, no. like I, I said it, I said it last night. I don't think that this is a great matchup for Gonzaga. 
I think that Texas is going to be a tougher matchup for them. I would make the argument that Kansas State would be a tougher matchup for UConn. I just, I don't, the way that you need to beat UConn is to be able to get out and pressure their guards. Don't let them run offense. And I don't see Gonzaga really being able to do that. And I think just the size and the physicality of Sonogo and Klingon can help negate Timmy. I, I do want to change it. Like, we've talked about this now, and I've heard it, and I agree. UConn's an avalanche. Hawkins has been phenomenal in this tournament. He, he's blossoming into the star that everybody thought he could be. Adama Sonogo's work rate, amazing, and their depth is a factor. But I would say this. I, I think we're underselling Gonzaga a little bit. Like the, I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, after watching him the other night, and again, like if Julian Strother has to play elite level Julian Strother, yep. like there's, they don't have a chance because actually, to be honest, that's the one guy that UConn might have a little bit of a hard time matching up against. So Again, the line, the line is wrong. Jackson. The line on this game is wrong, then. I think UConn wins this going away. I really believe that. I believe this could be a double-digit win for UConn, not as ugly as Arkansas. I just don't know how, unless Strother takes over the game, I think Timmy's going to have trouble. I just I watch UConn over and over and over, and I'm like, Maybe Klingon can't handle him because, again, listen, Timmy is the ultimate veteran who's got every post move in the book. So maybe maybe I'm kind of underrating what Timmy's going to be able to do against the young guy in Klingon. And, and Sonogo's not great defensively. He could score, though. He could get Timmy in foul the, trouble. The, the thing that Sonogo's going to be able to do is you're not going to be able to back him down. A lot of what Timmy does is, is backing people down. Now, he's also got incredible but footwork. But that spin move, man. Yeah, that spin Sonogo move. will not be able to keep no, up he with won't. that. He won't. But I think is Timmy going to bring it up and pass it to himself? Well, that's the other problem. That's the issue. Right, right. That's where your issue is. That's Zaddy. where Strother's got to be the dude. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah, you got to have somebody play well out on the perimeter today. Yep. That's the bottom line. And how are they going to do that with Andre Jackson out pressuring the ball? Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, Rob. No, I, I just... I, I don't think this is a great matchup for Gonzaga. I think this is a really difficult matchup for him. And I, I, it looks too easy, doesn't it? It looks that's what on I paper. Mean. That's I know, what I mean. and we're all saying that, and maybe Drew Timmy can, like, just have one of those performances again. But it looks too easy on paper. The way that I look at it and the, the reason why it looks too easy, number one, Connecticut is dominating in this NCAA tournament. They've sure. won their three games by a combined 62 points. In fact, there are only two teams left in the NCAA tournament that have won all their games by double figures. Can you name them? Texas? No, they, they beat Penn State by only five nope, or something. Creighton. It's Creighton and Connecticut. I think Texas, though, has been equally as impressive. I as agree with you. They beat, they pounded a Colgate team that a lot of people thought might pull off the upset. They beat a red-hot Penn State team. Yes. And then they blew out Xavier. Very impressive. Right? Very impressive. Like, and not, and not Xavier like, playing for the second time in three days. Yeah. It was Xavier yeah. with a couple of yes. days to repair. I just think with UConn, Andre Jackson can take away or at least limit Strother. The way that Jackson's playing, when UConn went on their run in January, talking to coaches around the Big East, they were saying, you know his body language is, is not good right now? They said, Andre Jackson, he's a leader He's the guy that makes things happen for them. Look at his lines. You're talking about a guy, he's the best, like, 8-8-8 eight, eight, and eight guy in the country. He just impacts the game from a rebounding perspective, well, you know from an assist need? perspective. From a playmaking perspective, by Jackson being able to distribute the basketball, it's alleviating the pressure off of Tristan Newton from having to do it all. They combined for 14 assists the other night against Arkansas. When Andre Jackson plays like Andre effing Jackson, I've been saying this, I've been beating that drum. And what happened in the middle of the season, we talked about this a lot, T.O., was he got, his confidence was shot because no one was guarding him, right? When you're a guy that thrives on playing with confidence and teams are saying, you're so bad that we don't need to guard you. It gets in your head. It gets in your head. And so this is where, like, I get so fired up with the people that are like, Dan Hurley can't coach, right? He found a way to get Andre Jackson to know what spots he can be effective offensively in the, from the short corner, diving to the rim and Sonoga gets a post touch. As a uh, the, the handoff guy in ball screens, right? As, as a screener on pin down. Find a way to engage his defender, and they got creative with it. They changed what they do. They moved. Andre Jackson's playing the four for them now, essentially, in their offense. Yeah. It used to be the three. So it's... I, I give Danny Hurley a lot of credit. I give Andre Jackson a lot of credit. When he plays with confidence, honestly, you just need him flying around. Just go run around and do shit, Andre, right? Just go, just go do shit. Some of it's going to be good. 
Some of it's going to be bad. Right, but let him go. Just go do, just just go do go. something. Go. And, and yell at him if he doesn't take three threes. And, and one last you thing. Yell at him. The, the tech that he got against Arkansas, I love that. You know why? Because you want him playing on that edge. And sometimes when you play on that edge, you're going to go on the wrong side of it. As long as he realizes, like, okay, that was the one that, I, I, that can't happen again. But, like, you want him playing with that edge. It's a game changer for him. Kind of like the way you played at the tables last night. Yeah, that was not good. I, w- I was on the wrong side of the edge. That was, yeah, exactly. I was on the was wrong side. Jump off the edge. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Taking him through craps was not oh, good. Oh, my goodness. Bad rollers. Bad. I mean, he's killing us. The whole weekend at Circus has been great, except yeah, for yeah, that well, 15 minutes of craps. Dawson's got bad juju at the at the craps table. Wasn't, wasn't me. Wasn't was me. It? it was the guy on his first roll that threw the dice and, and hit somebody. Who was the that, Vanna? Who was that? So I did. I knocked somebody in the face on the first <laughs> roll. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It was yeah. like I like flicked it. Or? Yeah, ho- no. Nah. Like it, it, it was. A, it was a yeah. Core. It was like a fifty cent first pitch. You ever yeah. seen that video? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We're just getting started with you <laughs> here on the Field of Sixty Eight Elite Eight pregame show. Now, a word from Underdog Fantasy. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball pick'em where you can get a little extra sweat during March Madness and win real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's games. And pick them, all you do is predict whether a player will go higher or lower on underdog's projected totals, whether that's points, rebounds, whatever. For example, if you're like me and you think Zach Eady is going to go nuts in this tournament, pick higher on his points projection, add up to four more picks, and if you hit them all, you can win 20 times your money on a single game. Underdog's slick mobile app is easy enough that dummies like Jeff Goodman have even figured it out. So go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the code FIELD, F-I-E-L-D, and Underdog will match your deposit up to 100 bucks. Now is the time to get in on the madness. So remember, underdogfantasy.com, promo code FIELD. Welcome you back to the Field of 68's Elite Eight Saturday pregame show. We are presented, as always, by Bet Rivers, Underdog Fantasy as well. We're live from Circa at Stadium Swim. It is a gorgeous day outside. No better place to watch these games, folks, because it is unbelievable how bright the sun is and how there's no glare on these screens. Zero. I- Zero. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, what, what they've done here is at, at the highest level. I've been to almost every casino in Vegas at some point or another. This blows them all away. It has everything. It is everything you could possibly want. You never have to leave Circa, uh, if you're, especially if you're a true sports fan. Come here for any and every game uh, when you're in Vegas. I, I can't wait, honestly, to come back. All right, let's talk about Cinderella in New York City tonight because we've talked a lot about Connecticut. We've talked a lot about Gonzaga. we talked a lot about Marquise Noel. But to the person that's tuning in tonight and saying, honey, honey, FAU is 34-3. and They're 34-3 and out of Conference USA. This is unbelievable for a program that had just made the NCAA tournament one time before this. Jeff, how has Dusty May done it in Boca Raton? Yeah, and he's done it in, in arguably one of the worst jobs in Conference USA. Obviously, they got the beach to recruit to, but not much else. You know, bad budget. Facilities need a major upgrade, but retention has been huge. You know, I, I talked to couple of their guys earlier this year. Retention. Right? That's such a hard... Yeah. It is hard to do. You know, it's 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 interesting because they were pretty good last year, but not good enough that everybody went after him in the portal. So he was able to keep them for another year, and then he added a couple guys, obviously a point guard and a big, through the portal. But for the most part, that group has stayed together, grown together, and they are tough MFers. That's what they are. I think... I think the most impressive thing to me is how deep they are and the fact that everybody kind of accepts their role. And we see a little bit with, with UConn, too, where they have guys, like some of their leading scorers come off the bench, right? They're not sitting here. You don't have guys complaining about minutes. You don't have guys complaining about starts. You don't have guys complaining about playing time. They're bought in. They know their role. They know what job they have to do. And they just go out and they do it. That You need that. That matters. That's important. 
Yeah, they don't have a dude. They don't have a dude. They just got a bunch of guys that can play. Jan- yeah, Janelle Davis is kind of a dude. And John He's L. Davis kind of a dude. Knows, I was about to get to that. Like, but here's the thing. He had that great performance against Fairleigh Dickinson. He was good against yep. Tennessee. But when your best player is your hardest playing player, that, that helps things. And it brings everybody else up around you. He's certainly been that. I, I kind of want to write him off because it's just too much of a fairy tale for Marquise Noel. But at the same time, it's like, man, it's just a bunch of hard-playing guys that have been together for so long. It just makes sense that they continue to play. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt everything. On Instagram just now, the account Marcopi Monty. Okay, I don't know who it is. Why are you? I, I know, listen. All right. They put up, I'm taking FAU plus 1.5 and, and Moneyline plus 110. The public loves Kansas State, and frankly, I do too, but I'll take the dog. On Instagram, Mr. New York City replied to that on Instagram and said, you're going to lose your effing money. <laughs> this is the, the interesting part about Noel, and he's got, he's got the edge that Doster thinks he has. Um, but Noel can really, really get after it, right? That was a stray. What was that? Never. Anyway. Wait, but you said he was right then. Uh, You said he has the, what do you say? Noel has the edge that Doster thinks he has, is what I said. Oh, that Doster thinks he has. Yes, yes. Anyway, Noel's New York City tough, right? Undersized. I still see him over there. He's steaming. Steam coming out of his ears. But this is a kid who went to Little Rock to start his career. Nobody wanted him because, again, small Bounced around different high schools, different AU programs. Daryl Walker gets him, former NBA point guard. And he told me, he's like, listen, he was tough to coach early. He fought me on everything. He wanted to score all the time. And then finally he gave him the ball and let him go. And Noel put up numbers. He suspended him his junior year. And then he transferred out to a higher level. And again, like he's matured in terms of his ability to make people better, in in terms of his ability to read, when to score, when to get his teammates involved. Daryl Walker helped him a ton in that regard because he held him accountable. It's his passing for me. He makes everybody on that team better. I mean, they basically have two dudes, right? That's what Kansas State has. And they have a bunch of guys that, that Noel and Keontae Johnson, to a point, set up. And they can yeah. they can finish off plays, whether it's Swish Masood knocking down threes, whether it's Desi Sills is like a complimentary piece. Chico, like, there's good pieces. Mr. Tomlin, who we love. Yeah, Naquan Tomlin. There's good pieces on that roster, but that it doesn't work if Marquise Noel cannot distribute. And, and he gets so much attention. Like, you talked about it the other day, T.O., when Kentucky was guarding him. It's so hard to contain him. You have to have your entire defense focused on him because he's just so damn fast. He's so fast. The thing that helps everything is that he scores it so well, too, at 5'6 or 5'7, whatever he is. But think about you have a guy that's wired to score in Keontae Johnson. How much better of a rhythm is he going to be in if he gets three of them just handed to him? Right. Right. Sure. Think about that. You feel better about yourself. Right right? away. He's feeling good about it right right away. Then they've got some other guys that just kind of fill needs and fill spaces. Ismael Massoud, he's been the same guy since he was at Wake Forest. But now he's making shots. He's making shots. There's not really. And they're wide open. And he has guys getting to them. shots. Exactly right. right. That's the difference is when you got a guy like that to be able to get in the seams, you have to, you have to help. There's, there's no choice. Yeah. The other thing Walker said that I thought was really interesting, when he got him, he didn't want to guard at all, and he said, you're 5'7". You got to pick dudes up. You got to get after them because once they get into the half court, you're a liability defensively. You don't have to be a liability. We saw that obviously what he did against Tyson Walker yeah. at the end of the game. Duh. You, you said it a few moments ago, to, to follow up on FAU, you talked about John L. Davis and that he's been that dude. I mean, how much today does he have to have that 20-plus point game for the Owls to pull this I, off? I, here's the thing. I don't know that he does. I, th- that's the thing about this team. I, and this isn't a fluke. They got like, balance. Yeah, they have they balance. This isn't a fluke. This is a top 30 team offensively and defensively in Kimpom. This isn't something where they're just getting hot at the right time. They've Do you think they can win? They, they can win. Well, are you picking them to win? No, I'm not, but they can. Right. right. I, I would I, agree with I, that. I think that. I think that point and a half spread, that's what it is right now, I believe. I, that's 
that's right there at it. I mean, these are two very similar teams as far as efficiency concerns, both offensively and defensively. It's going to be close. I just feel like at the end of games, I feel like I, I'm, I'm hitting repeat, but you got to have somebody that can make something happen. Marquise Noel, Keontae Johnson, they've got two of them. Yes. You cannot pick against Mr. New York you City right now. playing in the garden. You just cannot do it. No. Coming off the performance that he you had. You worry about a little bit is the injury. A little bit. I think he'll be fine. Obviously, yeah. he showed that oh, he the other night. Someone they're going to lose their money. Yeah, yeah like, no, I, he's fine. I, he said he's ninety percent the other day. Like, <laughs> this dude, this dude's an MF at the some, highest yeah, level. He'll load up on some painkillers. Like he'll, he's going to be fine. Tell me this. Tell me this. What has Jerome Tang, in his first head coaching opportunity, his first year as a head coach, what does this say to, or what should it say to every AD administration at another institution? That's looking at, do I hire the acting head coach or do I hire the guy that, I mean, how long did Jerome Tate deserve this job? And now he's showing in his first year. I mean, Goodman can answer this a little bit better, but he had opportunities to take jobs in the past, correct? Yeah, he had opportunities to take them. He waited for the right one. This was the right job. But I think what it does say is you can feel free to like take a swing on a dude that you believe in, right? If he comes from a good staff, if he has worked worked on winning programs, right? If you, if, if you interview him and you're like, wow, that guy gets it, take a chance. Like you don't have to go out and get the retread. You can take a swing. And sometimes it's gonna be a whip, but sometimes you're gonna hit a home run. And they did with Jerome Tang to the point where like, we gotta have a conversation about how long he's gonna end up being at Kansas State, right? Because if I'm, if I'm Texas, if I'm Texas, right? One, I think Rodney Terry should get the job. But two, if I'm Texas, what I'm doing is I'm getting in that Brinks truck that I have, right, in the athletic department. I'm driving it all the way up to Jerome Tang's house no. in Manhattan, Kansas. No. I'm backing it up, and I'm opening the back. No. What are you doing? No, Which man, one? I disagree with that. Which one so are you going to do? You're going to hire Rodney Terry yeah, or, or back up the Brinks I, truck? Which one? You got to do one. If, I'm, if, I'm, if I am Texas, yeah. I am going to go try to get Jerome Tang. I, I still think, think you can. Within the I league. Like, I hate I, that. I hate listen, it. Listen, here's what it. I'll say is, I think Jerome Tang is the better coach for the long term. But I think you have to give Rodney Terry the job for the short term. Yes. Tio, is that not a punch? That's a punch in the balls. If you if you go ahead and say, well, you know, we're going to hire Jerome Tang off of one year at Kansas State. We're not going to reward the guy from within. Come on, man. From within the league? I, I just feel like when there's a, when there's a special person with a special opportunity, and you can get that guy. Rodney Terry's been a head coach before, John. He has been. He has a track record. He has done a phenomenal job this year. But I think the people at Texas, it would be they would be remiss not to go and talk to Jerome Tang if they could. They, they, again, Chris Delcani does not want to hire Rodney Terry. He would have already done He's it. He made that very, very clear by his right. actions. Right. Made it very clear. I think the only way, I think Delcani obviously is waiting. But if Rodney Terry gets to the Final Four, there's no choice in the matter. He has no choice. The only way he, he, he doesn't hire Rodney Terry now, to me, is if you can get a big, big boy. Scott Drew, which isn't going to happen. Kelvin Sampson, which isn't going to happen. John Calipari? John Calipari, which isn't going to happen. So I think at this point, you wait, you see, that's what Delcani's doing, see how it plays out, and then. We'll see if you even have a decision to make. You know, Probably not going to have one. Is there any part? I mean, I could be wrong. Wouldn't you wake up one morning if you're Rodney Terry and say, you know what? Screw this. Screw this. Absolutely. Clearly, they don't want me. Where I'm going to go. Fanta, where are you going to go? No, you're not going to do that. Where are you going to go? You've had chances before. And it's not like Cal's going to say, hey, we got to have Rodney Terry. Like T.O. No, said. No, no. This is, this is what you do if you're Rodney Terry. Those guys love him. The players in that locker room adore him. You go to them and you say, those motherfuckers up there, the, my bosses, they don't want me to have the job, right? And you tell them that if you win want the me national to the job, title. they don't want us to win. They you know don't the want problem us is, there. There's no guarantee all those guys come back. I mean, Marcus Carr's no, been in for matter. eight years. But they, but they already they already love him. We, we saw the reaction sure, after sure. they won their, their game against Penn State. You saw the reaction after they won the Big 12 tournament. So what you have to do if you're Rodney Terry is get these guys, it's that, that siege mentality. They don't want us to win. They don't want me to get the job. They hate us. They don't believe in us. And then you got those guys fighting for you, so it's more than just a basketball game to them. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm doing if Rodney walked I'm in. He also walked in. Guys, he walked into a ready-made situation. Right. Totally. Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. Let's yes. not be naive. Right. They, those players I'm not the being naive. Stuff. 
Not specifically you. Oh, no. But, like... But Again, like they, done a great job managing. He has. He, great it, job. It, but he had beards. He had beards entire summer. Culture. Entire, all entire fall. All that stuff was falling into place. All those things that are really important in the offseason were handled by somebody else. He walked into a team with older guys that know how to play, that have been there for mostly two years, mostly everybody had been there for two years, outside of Tyrese Hunter, who... And Dylan Mitchell, who, and Dylan who knows Mitchell, his role. But, yeah, so... I, I'm not saying he hasn't done a terrific job. He's absolutely done. How a many teams job. are more talented? How many rosters would you take over Texas's in the in the entire country this year? About how many? Maybe like three. Maybe like four or five. That's it. That's it. So Rodney Terry again has done a great job writing the ship. Oh, I got a good sure question for you. That it didn't go off the rails, but again, he's had all the pieces in place to do it. I have a great question for you. Because that question sprung it. Before the year, if I said, would you rather have Texas's roster or Carolina's roster? I mean, most people would have picked Carolina's. It's why we ranked them in the top, you know, two. Oh, for one. One. Most people ranked them one. I mean. You want to know what the difference but, is? Here's the difference between those two rosters. Go ahead. We thought Marcus Carr was a losing player, and he got significantly yeah. better. He's like, we need, we should have had him in a, the All-American. You had him as an All-American, right? Yeah, he he had an All-American caliber season. Caleb Love, we thought was a losing player and showed his true colors, didn't get better this year. That, to me, that's the difference between Texas and North Carolina. Yeah, you're right, because we had them in the same equation probably a year, year and a half ago, right? It was Marcus Carr, Caleb Love, like, they're kind of similar players, right? Chuckers, Marcus Carr playing next to Tyrese Hunter has gotten so much better where, honestly, Caleb Love regressed playing next to R.J. Davis. Did he really regress, or did they just revert back to the mean of what oh. they were in last January? Yeah, I mean, he had fewer. They, they, their their problems had, this year were the same as last year. He had fewer games, obviously, like like what he had last March. Yep. He didn't have those when, when they needed him. He didn't have all that many last year during the regular season either. True. Hmm. All right, are we all on Kansas State tonight? I'm not going against Noel. I can't do it. Yeah, me too. I'm in. I'm in on K-State. But, man, I hope it's a great game. Dusty May, man. It's too bad there's not a job out there, really, for Dusty May right now. But as he told me a couple months ago, I love it here. My wife loves it here. My family loves it here. At that point, everybody thought he was going to Ole Miss. That was before the Chris Beard thing. And he was like, I'm not going to Ole Miss. Trust me, I'm not going. As long as they step up here and give me resources now, I love it here. But, again, Dusty will stay hot. He, he's got to be able to keep bring these guys back. That's going to be the big question to me because you know the big boys, the blue bloods, the deep-pocketed NIL teams, they're coming after those dudes. They're coming after those players. So is FAU going to be able to step up and keep them in the office? So how many, of, here's, them, here's, how many of them do they lose? I don't even, want, I don't even, think, I don't even want to think about it like yet. Because you still, like, they could make a Final Four. Yeah. Right? Well, and then at that point you say, "What else could I do at FAU if I make the Final Four? I'm just being honest. I know that's a magical or run. You, yes, you're probably right. You're probably right at that point. Or you say, hey, "Let's look at what American we did next. at FAU. Let's They're going to be back. in the American right. next year, right? FAU. What's up? They're going to the American yeah. next year. Yes. Yeah. So you get that bump up in league. Uh, you're going to be on. Do ES- you? I don't know about yeah. that much. Well, co- what what is uh, what what channel is Conference USA games on? They have CBS Sports Network. What channel is American Athletic Conference games on? ESPN. ESPN. Thursday night, big yeah. ESPN. Yeah. And FAU coming off of an Elite Eight final know, four but, run. But don't, don't you get Homo doing the American games? You will. Yeah, so right. who's going to have those? Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to tell you it's not that good. <laughs> Robbie, I had your back, man. I had your back. When you're ready to do the Doster and Homo podcast... I'm right here. Who would listen to that? Wow. He's ready to trade you guys out. Yeah, yeah, Terrence, we're out. It. So uh, what is I'll it? I'll just add another one to the roster. I, guess uh, so it's, I can't hear shit anyway. I have no idea what T.O. said this entire show. Yes. I have no clue. It's very difficult. So it's FTG, I guess, if you join our podcast. FTG? Or, yeah, or GTF or something. I don't know. It's not DTF. I know that much. No? No. I'm still lost. Okay. Let's focus in on Connecticut and Gonzaga. <laughs> so this morning I wake up, my phone rings. It's Jim Calhoun. Coach is here in Vegas. Are you 
He's live. We're, I'm going to get him out in front of the arena. He's going to okay. call. All right. So he says, hey, I got a story for you. I said, okay. He's always got stories. Always. He told me this morning that Donovan Klingon's mother, Stacy, who did Donovan lost, unfortunately, to cancer. Stacy went to Bristol Central. Stacy's teammate at Bristol Central was Cookie, real name Lords, Julian Strother's mother. What? Julian Strother's late mother. Julian also lost his mother to cancer. They played together? They were high school teammates at Bristol Central. Oh my God. That's and crazy. today, Julian meets Donovan Klingon, wow. first spot in the Final Four. Both lost their mothers to cancer and went to the same high school. I mean, a oh. sad, but they both play for their moms. If that's wow. not March Madness, oh, I, I mean, that's if that, sad. That's, that's sad. it is sad, but it's also like the small world part of this, the inspirational, and, and you know, I, I just, I think Estrather, he became a Gonzaga legend the other night, guys. That really shot, yeah. that shot joins Jalen Suggs. I can't believe hey, they were high can, school kids. Can we, can we that find story. a way? This is what we have to do. We yes. have to we have to bribe the NCAA tournament selection committee to every year make sure we get a Gonzaga UCLA game because they are always classics. The Adam right. Morrison game in 2006, the Jalen Suggs game. Well, how about in a home and home? Well, Cronin and few. Well, yeah. Let's do it. Come on. Uh, I mean, they Mick, should. Mick, Mark, get it done, man. Put it here. Get it done. We'll Put it on the field of 68 media network. Derek would just build a court right here. <laughs> Right? I mean, he would. If you told him, hey, you can get UCLA Gonzaga, Derek would find a way to put a cord behind us. I'm going to ask you this, Mr. Strategy. You're going you're gonna to take me in. I know that we're all talking about UConn, but if you were Mark Few and you were at the whiteboard, Terrence Oglesby, what are the two or three things that you are pinpointing there saying, fellas, we've got to do this to win this game? We better screen our ass off. You better screen like crazy because I'm not sure you really have anybody that can really create like you need to against this UConn team filled with ample length. And screen to score. That's my biggest thing. Whenever you play against big athletes that are bigger than you are, Gonzaga has some guys with good length, but at the same time, it's not on UConn's level. Embrace or not match their physicality, exceed their physicality would be the only thing I would say because, like, you have to really – Throw your body at them because you're going to be in trouble if you don't. Yeah, the they body, got a guard. They got yeah, a guard. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to. You got to you got to play defense for 30 seconds because what UConn's going to do if they don't get something in transition, they're going to run a set, and you know that set's going to have like 27 screens. You're going to have Jordan Hawkins sprinting circles around the court. You have Tristan Newton doing the same thing. You're going to have to guard hard for 30 seconds, chasing dudes around screens like you've never chased them around screens before. That's what they're going to have to do. If they yep. can defend UConn and make it hard for them to run offense. That's when Gonzaga has a I just, chance. I don't think Gonzaga is tough enough. Other than Drew Timmy, I just watch him and I'm like, who's who are those tough dudes? Like, who do you trust? I love Nolan Hickman; is the sweetest kid ever, but he's still got a ways to go. Like Hunter Salas, you have no idea what you're going to get from game to game with him. Yeah. Obviously, he's athletic enough to play in this game. Strother, he's kind of an enigma, right? Malachi Smith, well, well he went what, he went to Gonzaga for a reason. So he could play in the WCC and not be overwhelmed athletically. I just, again, I go through it. I'm like, how? How can they win this game? Well, they can win it because Drew Timmy can be God. I mean, Drew Timmy. They can win it if UConn gets away from what they've done and settles and and doesn't make shots. That's That's the only way. That's That's the only way. All you got to do is feed those bigs. Keep feeding those bigs. Who's going to stop them? They can win it if two things happen. If one, Timmy gets Sonogo in some foul trouble early in the game. And two, if Strother can win the head-to-head over Jackson, Jackson gets a little bit rattled, and he's not Andre effing Jackson. The other thing is, Connecticut is a team. As great as they are, as great as they are, is actually as rough as they can be on the other side. We just haven't seen that version of them in quite some time. They got it rolling. But if Hawkins is missing... He's been making for a while. If he has an off game, that's the only area where I get concerned because they're a very infectious team. When one guy plays well, it's like everybody else clicks off that. They are a team sometimes when perimeter shots are not falling, it could turn into a 3-for-21 game, and you're like, how did the hell did that happen? Sometimes that's just basketball. Yeah, my my biggest concern if I'm UConn is, uh, is, is Tristan Newton. That's the, He's got to be the guy, right? Like that That is my concern because when you – 
when he settles, when he's not able to get them into offense, you can climb up under him, right? And I don't know if it's Salas, I don't know if it's Malachi Smith, but if you climb up under him and make it so that he has to run offense from 35 feet instead of 25 feet, that's when things can kind of get difficult. Tristan Newton's got to be the guy. Arkansas tried to do it, and they, it worked. And they're a better defensive team but than what Gonzaga. Happened was, what happened was it worked two different times. And both those possessions, Tristan Newton ended up hitting a 28-foot three. And those are the two possessions completely changed the game. UConn went up 11 instead of having two potential turnovers. They're hard they, to guard with yes. Klingon, with Klingon oh. in the game, too. With, oh, my gosh. When they, when they play ball screen with Klingon. He's so big. He's, I, think, like, I feel like he just got to score. And he moves well. They, they, they haven't had many low-scoring losses. No. They've all been, been high-scoring losses. Yeah, you're right. So because if, they, you can, if you score against UConn, that, that's the whole thing. Because then you're slower. You really think Gonzaga can score with them? I, with I, I, them. I, I Best offense have, in the country. They have yeah. In the WCC. In the No, they're the number one offense in the country. I know, but they play in the WCC for 20 games. 16 games, whatever it is. I don't know. I just don't know if they can keep up with UConn. I, I, I don't think they can. I, I don't think they defend well enough, but I think some of your that could be disguised by if you're scoring the basketball on the other side, you can at least set your defense. I, I do think that you want to be on the over in this game. I do think we're going to see this game in the 80s. Yeah, because it'll be U, high scoring. UConn will run, and Gonzaga wants to run. I think you're going to see a high-scoring game. My question is, if you're UConn, if you're Hurley, do you try to slow this down, T.O.? Do you try to make it be like a 65-70 possession game or no? For Gonzaga? For you, no, if you're Dan Hurley, if you're UConn. No. Don't get no. away from what you've been Hell doing. No, no. No, I mean, you feed the post, and you, but you run when you can run. I mean, to me, you go when you can go because you're more athletic in almost every position. Do you remember when UConn was, I mean, I hate to bring up bad memories, but when they were struggling in January, Hurley said, Hurley got to the point, he stepped to the podium after the Creighton game, he goes, we're so bad in our man defense right now, I had to go zone. So that's just it. Like, Alex Caravan said this yesterday in the media availability. He goes, look, if we defend to the level we're capable of, we will be in Houston next weekend. It's UConn's got a great offense. The reason why they've also gone on their run is they're guarding teams. They are guarding. Right, T.O.? Yeah. Like I said, if you can score against UConn, that's when you're going to get have the best opportunity. Because I just don't feel like – I don't think you can hold them to that many points. you got to go shot for shot with them. Here's, here's, another, here's another issue with, uh, with Gonzaga offensively. Where you attack UConn, generally speaking, Alex Caravan. You, wanna, you either need to attack Tristan Loon yeah, yeah. or Alex Caravan. Yeah. They don't really have that four. And if you want to play Strather at the four and make Caravan guard him, then all You're of a sudden, gonna die the on best the other end. offensive rebounding team in the country is going to have Drew Timmy and a bunch of guards, right? You're not – UConn got like 14 of their 25 missed shots against Arkansas. It was insane. They couldn't get any stops. They couldn't end a possession. So I do want to ask this question. The other day when we first started the week, I would start I Strather asked the at the four. What's that? You I'd start Strather at the four. Okay. If, you're gonna, if they're going to start Caravan, start Strather at the four. I think Jackson's going to defend him. Maybe so, but at least he'll be able to not rest, but on the other end, Caravan, he's not going to blow by you like crazy. Uh, all right, so they for the versatility. That, that's yeah. the thing. They can throw a bunch of dudes at Strather if they want it. Yeah. So for the Arkansas game, Rob Doster said that at that point, Connecticut was playing with house money. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
But what's today? It's like UConn became a poverty program or something. Yeah, it's, it's, like, what happened? What, what's, cra <laughs> what's crazy is that UConn is now the favorite to win the national title. So are they so playing like, with house money today? Nuts. No, I'm... Well, if they're the favorite again, to win it. Bobby. They're the favorite to win it. House money. Again. Honestly, they are. But if they're but favored, it's anymore. just playing with house it's, money? It's changed. And now it's like, oh, shit, if, if Hurley doesn't do this... Well, it is kind of interesting. Now you've gone yes. from kind of a team that was the hunter to now the hunted a little bit. Not today as much, because you're still playing a big board program. And they're playing Zaga. a road game today. Like, let's call it what it is. They're yeah, going to play sure, a road game sure today. Is. If, what does today represent for Dan Hurley? And what does today represent oh. for UConn as the brand? Man, everything. It, it represents that they're back as a national, legitimate national contender. They haven't been there since Kevin Ollie won the national title, and then they went like this. They weren't even there when Ollie won. Well, they, they were no, a seven they got lucky. They right. were a they seven got seed. Lucky Shabazz with Napier yeah. went supernova. Right, right. And then again, they just did a complete downturn and became kind of irrelevant for a while. And you know, you need momentum as much as anything. And Dan Hurley, he's relentless. Like that's the one thing with Hurley. He's gonna work his ass off. His staff works his ass off. And I think with this, then you become, okay, you're UConn again. You can start getting dudes. Yes. The, the thing that's fascinating about this to me for Hurley is, I mean, you guys know him well. There's a, there's a level of, he's a younger brother of Bobby Hurley. Like, Bobby Hurley was the best high school player in America. McDonald's All-American, yep. goes to Duke, wins two national championships, yep, right. number seven draft pick, plays in the NBA. And then come Danny Hurley comes along and, oh, he's just like a good Big East player, right? There's, there's something to be said about that. The, the fact that he's always kind of been in the shadow of Bobby, in the shadow of his dad. His dad. And now he has a chance to cement his legacy as the coach of the Hurley family. I think that right there, if we... I do expect to see Hurley get emotional if they win tonight. Oh, no I, question I about that. Chase, I think that's part of it. He said he cried like four times before like yes. before the game the other night. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's an emotional dude. He's fiery, and you're right. Like, he's been in the shadow of his father and his, and his yes. brother, and it's kind of cool to watch. I mean, it's a guy who's at St. Benedict's Prep School, and I never thought he'd leave. I never thought he'd leave. He had opportunities, finally took the job at Wagner, a bad job. Brought his brother Bobby with him as an assistant. They go to Rhode Island, a decent job, and win there. Again, relentless, always got a chip in his shoulder because he feels like he's got something to prove. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one one thing more than anything, UConn is the team in the northeastern part of the United States. They are that team. They are they are the team in the northeastern part of this country, and they're going to have immediate access from here on out to whatever kid they want. When you were getting recruited. Like when you were in your high school days, how did you view UConn? Yeah, tough guards. Who all was in my class? I can't remember who I was in. That's 2007. That uh, wasn't Kimba. That was, no, it was, uh, it was, who was it before I can't remember. It, it, it's neither here nor there. I remember the toughness of UConn players. That was the big thing. I remember a lot of the guys they got from up in the northeastern part of the country, hard-nosed dudes that were going to play extremely hard. And that's when like big Jeff were, Adrian. Yeah, that's like right. those type of dudes. Emeka Calhoun Okafor. wanted them. Emeka Okafor. Right. Calhoun wanted yeah. wings, elite-level wings, and tough dudes. And Hurley's and he got some of Calhoun. What? He never recruited no, no, me. Not, you didn't get recruited by him? Not, not How many schools recruited league? you? How many schools recruited you? Like how many he offered me? Yeah. Out of 50 or 60. Crazy, fifty or sixty. Yeah, and and you take like the northeast out of the equation because yeah, you're obviously not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna recruit him. You bring him to the northeast. Because if he started talking them. in That's practice, the they, they would have been like, "Hey, you need to communicate." Right, and they would have just right, been right, like, right, "Don't, don't worry like, about it." Derek, you yeah. can be quiet. Everybody yeah, else. The, my my favorite thing is uh, when To shows up and everyone's like, "Who the who the hell is this guy? Like, what is <laughs> what does he know about basketball?" And like, I played at Clemson. Everyone's like, oh, "What were you a walk on?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I, 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 I was asked several times if I played tennis, golf. As soon as I got on campus, you don't really realize how big people are when you until you walk on campus and the volleyball team walks in right beside you, and every woman what did on you that weigh team. You as a freshman, buck seventy, buck That's seventy. more than I thought you weighed. Yeah, I was strong, but buck seventy. And by the time I left, I was a buck eighty-five. Wow. So six. You were the big man on campus. Yeah, in my mind. That was about it. Hey, it's time <laughs> for us to tell you about our friends at Vaulted. You guys ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument? That your takes weren't hot? They were actually right? Well, I got an answer to your problems. 
Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all of your predictions and hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove you are, in fact, the smartest. Vaulted will also be releasing more than 50 pools in the next three months, so download the app at the link below, sign up for your three-month trial, and store your predictions now and forever. Before we get to the rest of the Elite Eight, our, our preliminary thoughts on tomorrow, just like they do in the NBA playoffs when they say, here's your upcoming... Oh, I just got a text message from one of my former Clemson people. You were the big man on campus. I don't want to hear it. Oh, Shout out, Nelson. Thank you, Nelson. so much. Of course. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, um, hey, you were tell, the, tell you were the big man. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell your tell, wife tell we said hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. What were you don't last worry, night? Wait, you were the big man on campus. Hey, don't the, let them make fun of you, baby. If you were the big man on campus you back then. Up. You would have shown up yesterday. Well, dude, I couldn't. Who were you to this hotel last night? I was the, the guy that was hanging on by a thread up in the room. <laughs> My, I mean, what happened in your room? Huh? What happened in your room? I was asleep all day. What are you asking? Did you thumbs up our show? I think I did. They better like that. They better hit that thumbs up button. Right. For, do it for T.O. Pepto yeah, Bismol? A lot of Pepto. Was it Pepto? Yes. Dick Vitale. Yeah. You and me, me, Dick Vitale. And then Dagan and uh, Rob ran me some medicine, too, that didn't start working until this morning. <laughs> like they do in the NBA playoffs when they say, here's your upcoming schedule. Tell us what the upcoming Field of 68 schedule is. We will be... Live from the arena tonight. Tomorrow at 10 a.m. we're doing a pregame show for the second Elite Eight games. Postgame show from uh, somewhere in Circa. I'm not sure exactly where yet. Pregame show here tomorrow. Then we're heading home and then heading to Houston. We have 11 shows in Houston. Uh, we will be at Little Woodrow's Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central. Uh, 12 to no uh, noon to 2 on Thursday, noon to 2 on Friday. Then we'll be at the Bayou Music House with the uh, for the Intersport Party with the three-point shooting competition with the dunk contest that this doofus is going to be judging. He's judging. He's judging a dunk contest. What do you know about dunks? Judging a dunk contest. That's supposed to be a secret. Yeah, we just... See? You asked me to keep a secret. But I didn't do it. Not you. <laughs> what? Look at him. It was supposed to be a secret, man. You judge it, you're not judging the dunk contest? Yeah. Whoops, sorry. My sources told me that... Never mind. <laughs> so the point I can't is... Wait. I can't wait. Hey, that dunk sucks. <laughs> that dunk sucks. <laughs> One. That dunk sucks. <laughs> the chorus of booze that would rain down. They should introduce you, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's going to happen is he's not going to have like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's just going to say so damn good or so, or so damn good in all Sucks. caps. And that's what his ranking no, is. You shouldn't. I was going to say something. I'm not saying it. And it's for bad dunks. Says, just put he up a just thing. He just gets it. He just gets it. <laughs> you should do, instead of number scoring, for your numbers, do, do different talent in the industry. Five, six, seven, eight. I'm not going to name any, but I'm just. So what would. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Kevin Nagandi would be a 10. Ke yeah, Ben Pelt ten. Nagandi, ben 10. Ben Pelt, 10. Yeah, Stanford, ben. Steve. 10. 11. Maybe 11. 11, yeah. Cause so, no, uh, you said, he why am I laughing? It. I'm laughing because you said 11 shows. So how many hours are we spending together next week? Uh, too many. Yeah, there will be, there will be 14, hour, 14 hours before enough. the games. Uh, it'll be it'll be about twenty hours. I can't I can't tell everyone there. Twenty hey, hours of hiatus from him after this. You go home, right? No, I've already I've already blocked your number in my phone preemptively, so I don't have to talk to you. Because you don't you you only show what people don't realize. Government shows up for the shows and then he's gone. We never see him everywhere. What's that? You never That's see not true. You never see you. He saw me all night. He's, you were the reason I got my ass kicked in the crap stable last night. I was. Not I think it was Fanta's. He guy. was the reason because he hit somebody in the face. Let me tell you something right now. None of this is on me. Last night's show, the ending of that show, oh, not on me. Is that it's on the producer of the show. I Dang greatly missed you last night. You would have stepped in and taken the charge and said, "We can't go down." Yeah, I think he would have. I'm the voice of reason. Let's get to tomorrow. So Creighton, San Diego State. Creighton, San Diego State. You have a couple of things here. A couple of things. Number one, they played last year 
uh, in the first round of the NCAA tournament. San Diego State of the game one, they choked. All right, that's number one. Number two, both programs were in Maui. They flew together to Hawaii in November. Wow, they flew together? They flew together. Really? Yes. They flew together. Creighton and San Diego State flew together on the same flight. Where do you same get charge? this? Yeah, yes, yes. Wow. That's number two. Okay. Number three, Arthur Kaluma and Adam Seiko are brothers. They're brothers. This is like a very weird tournament rematch between these two programs. Kaluma and who? Kaluma and Seiko are brothers. Wow. This I'm telling you. Insane. It tomorrow And there's bad blood from last year. There is some bad blood. Who's going to win this game? Creighton. I think Creighton. I just think... Like, San Diego State's a, a, a great story, what they've been able to do to get to the Elite Eight for the first time in program history, but I, they don't have as much. So, like, to me, they're almost like not a poor man's Creighton because Creighton doesn't defend quite as well. They're not quite as tough, but they just don't have as many high-level weapons as Creighton does. Creighton's no, you're, you're right. They're like the score. same team. But Creighton's dudes are kind of like they're better. All American right. caliber, borderline NBA you know dudes. What San Diego State's are a lot of mid-major transfers. Yes, that's what they are. Mid-major yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean, up. you got you got guys coming up from Seattle. Yeah. You have Matt Bradley transfer from Cal, mid-major right. transfer. Right. We're like Creighton now. Again, give McDermott credit and his staff because they've identified and developed dudes. What? I just called Cal a mid-major, and you just flew right sure. past yeah, it. Like good. I didn't even say. <laughs> Very true. Very well, true. Honestly, when we're on, we're on for how many hours in Houston? Twenty-five hours? I don't know. In and around, we are spending at least a half hour on the state of Kentucky basketball just to have fun with it. At some point, we that's happening. That. We will do that. Yeah. Who's? Who do you think? Here's the thing: like San I, Diego State is, just beat the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and here's the thing: can San, San Diego State win? Well, the thing is, San Diego State. You keep doubting them, and they keep defending and beating everybody up. Like they're so big and so strong and it would so just physical. It'd be a crazy story if they could make a final. Why not? Yeah, why wouldn't they? I know, I get it. You just look at them and you're like, how? Like, these dudes are like, they're Great okay. They don't have a guy. They again. are grown-ass like men. But at every position, whatever San Diego State has, Creighton's got a better one of that. Right? They've got a better one. They don't have Creighton as many. They don't have depth. They, they don't, don't have, have as depth. Many. They, don't, they don't have that. You're right. That's the one area that's it. But depth is kind of overrated unless you get a foul trouble. I just think to myself, like, Against Furman, Micah Parrish has the big game. Yep. Yesterday, Darian Trammell has, has the big, big game. game. Like, kind of kind of like some of these other teams we're talking about, you don't need to have one dude. Last year, it had to be Matt Bradley. San Diego State was an abysmal offensive team last right. year. Brian and they're still made, not great this year. They're not great this year, they're but not. but they you said it. They just fight you. I was yep. thinking yesterday as they're up on Alabama, you can't tell me Bob Ritchie, a star on the field of 68's first ever game broadcast of the Greenville right. Winter Invitational. That Bob Ritchie wasn't thinking, watching the game, damn, I mean, now I don't feel as bad about the fact that we lost, but the way that we did, because they punked them. Man. They punked Alabama. Yeah, and if you punk Alabama, you can punk pretty much anybody. Alabama's big now. Outside of those two guards, it's a big bunch You're of dudes. Right. So, like, for them to be able to do that, they're just grown-ass men. They have a lot of them. That's the thing. Like, can you stop Creighton from scoring? I'm not sure. That's the hard part, but... Yeah, they have I, a lot of guys. I, I just think Creighton's too good. And the, the re, to me, the reason why Alabama lost is because Brandon Miller had, like, an outlier bad game. How often is Brandon Miller going to go three for 19? How often is Brandon Miller going to go, three, go for three, three for 19? One for 10 from three. He's had yeah. a couple bad games. He, not, he, hadn't been, he, he was bad all three games of the tournament. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. th that's why they lost, because Brandon Miller was just terrible. Yeah. Jerron Quinterly was asked to do too much. He's trying to get to the rim, finish over the, the best defensive center that's left in this tournament. And, you know what? And, and Again, you, you keep going back to it. Like, young teams don't generally win these days in the tournament. They just don't. And when you have four of your top eight guys that are freshmen, it's not usually a recipe for, uh, for success. When you were in your hotel room yesterday, when you were able to watch. <laughs> what much? Well, I guess you were embodying what the remaining... One seeds, one seeds we're doing in our bathrooms. Uh, yeah, in the suites I, we I, actually have a TV in the bathroom, so you could have, you could have, if you really wanted. I don't to. have a TV in my bathroom. Do you have, if, you're, if you were a grinder, yeah. you could have watched it. If you were a grinder, you would have watched the game. He doesn't have a suite. He's got if a double I was a grinder. Bed. I would have watched it while I was yeah. on the while you were, while you're sitting there hugging the. Uh, well, you were doing a direct act of the one seats that were left in this tournament. Yeah, well, basically, <laughs> just spouting out of both ends. Were you more surprised, like as you were watching? Were you more surprised at Alabama losing, or were you surprised at the way Houston lost to Miami? I, I, 
That was I was hoping we would get to the Miami because Norchad O'Meara, who only had 13 rebounds, wow. he must have had 25 tap outs, re, tap outs, rebounds combined. Like he, they said, well, you said he held up against Houston. He beat the shit out of Houston. Wow. He didn't just he, he controlled the game. You have you have to have shot makers, sure. Norchad O'Meara controlled that game yesterday. Hey, he ACC awesome. still represented, it's, right? It's honestly amazing that a six foot six dude has been the most impressive big guy, like one of the most impressive big guys in the Incredibly tournament. strong. He dominates the paint. It's six dominates. six. Uh, look, I think I don't even think he's actually six six. Like no, you, he is. He's you six, see him six. next to some of those dudes. He's six six. I actually walked next to him in Albany. He's six six. He's not bigger than that, but he's six six. He is. You don't buy it. Well, he's just he's he walked next to the guy. Yeah, I know. It's just Goodman, when, when Goodman walks next to people, that's when you know. Right? Yeah, how many coaches do you know? 350? 350? 361? Well, David know. knows 247. It's right, about 103 shy. David. Goodman, of all the coaches that you know, who's the hardest one for you to get on the phone? Hardest one. Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> All right. Um, tell me about Miami, what you saw from them in the ACC that's allowed them to get to this point. And, what, and how's Jim Laranega doing it at 73? That, that's something that's not talked about enough, though, by the way. We have all these great coaches, and Laranega, like, I guess – has, it wasn't a retirement job after all, was it? It wasn't. I thought he was going down to Miami to live his best life for the last five or six years. Probably did that too. Yeah, I'm sure he has. But I, he's done a terrific job. But guards with shot making, that helps, obviously. Nigel Pack, they're the highest paid team in the country. And it's been money uh, well spent because, like, these guys are really, really good. They play together. And what we haven't really talked about enough, and somebody wrote an article about this the other day. I can't remember who did it, and I'd, I'd love to shut that person out. But... With all the talk about, oh, well, you got to manage personalities in the locker room. Guys are getting paid different things. Doesn't matter at Miami. Doesn't matter at Miami. Apparently, it's mattered at other places. But at Miami, it hasn't mattered at all. He's gotten those guys to play really well. And I, my biggest concern coming into this year is I thought Omir, at his last stop, he overwhelmed who he played physically. I was like, I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that. Boy, it doesn't matter. He has done it anyway. He, he's got so much Trevor Booker in him, it's crazy. Right. Small ball, but... Just out tough dudes. Yeah, and, and they had Sam Wardenberg last year, who I thought was a good piece for them, who was out on the outside that would pass. O'Meara's come in. He does some of those same things. What's the pathway for them to pull it off against Texas? That's going to be a hard game. It's going to be a hard game. I, I think if anybody can do it, I think Miami can beat Texas. I just feel like Texas is playing so well right now. And they operate most of their time in the half court. Whenever you're scoring in the half court and defending in the half court, Texas is really tough to beat. I have no idea what you said, but I think that Miami, if they are making their shots, they are going to win that game. Wow! If, making, if they are hitting, they're going to win that game. Oh, like, I agree. I don't think I, that's outlandish. I, honestly, like, I, I think it is. I think Texas could be argued as the oh, best team a, left. But it's a flip coin game. Yeah. It's a coin flip game. Yeah, like I, I just, I think wow. that Texas is favored guys by, that are scoring too. Texas is favored by four, so I will, I be, like on, Texas. I will be on Miami there. See, but, four, four is more than these other games. Right? What's Creighton San Diego State? Turn around. Two. They got favorite by it's two. two. So that's the, the the biggest line in the Elite Eight is four. That's it. There's yeah, no like amazing. nine point line. Well, again, I mean, it's funny. I mean, Kansas State's the one that you thought. Well, you're playing FAU, right? Like that would be a bigger spread than it is. But listen, this tournament, who knows? I gotta tell you, this being here. Yes, we're gonna wrap shortly. Being here, like. You really get stuck looking out and being like, I really wish I didn't have to work tonight. Look at this. I'd be like, Camp. Look at this. Oh. I would be in my Speedo <laughs> in the middle of the second pool with a margarita Cannonball. in my Cannonball. hand. Laid out like this. Imagine Fanta. 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 Do, do not lie to the people. This is our chat. This is our live stream. These are our listeners. Fanta is actually wearing a swimsuit right now. Going he's got in. his suit wearing. tucked into his red speedo. Yeah, he's, his suit is tucked in to swim pants, uh, swimsuit. He's jumping in. We're doing a cannonball. I'm not jumping into the pool. Chat. I can do a mean cannonball. 200 likes, and Fan is going to do it. Absolutely cannonball not. Right now. Fan is right taking now. a red eye out of here tonight. I am. I'm he out. Might be with us tomorrow. I'm ho I'm home tomorrow. All right. I'm getting in. He's got I'm chores to do. I'm doing my chores. Got chores. Yeah, got chores. And I All got right. games to watch. What kind of chores you got, Fan? All kinds. All kinds. Call me Mr. Clean. <laughs> Whoa.
I'm thinking of like um, Flex Seal. I'm thinking of like cleaning supply commercials. Uh, Call me Mr. Clean. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts, predictions. We all have Kansas State. We all have UConn. So we really don't need to, to group think. I feel like, yeah, I feel like something's going to happen today. It, it, it looks too easy. Yep. It looks too easy on You're the right. surface. We're going to have an upset I think San I Diego. I think San Diego State might be that team. Tomorrow. Of the, of the tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. Yep. Yeah, I could see that. All right, we got to hit the craft table. We're good. For Dagan Hughes, for Rob Doster, for Terrence Oglesby, for Jeff Goodman, I'm John Fanta. We will talk to you after the game. Enjoy them, 6.09 Eastern time. Kansas State and Florida Atlantic, who would ever thunk? One of those two teams going to go in the Final Four. And then after that, it's Gonzaga and UConn. We will have full coverage from T-Bowl Arena later this evening. Enjoy the games, everybody. The Elite Eight is here. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.